A billion years ago, there was nothing but space. Then one of God's wet farts blew all the planets in place. There were no signs of life on Mars or Venus, but planet Earth was blessed with two baby geniuses. Baby geniuses, we know everything. Baby geniuses, we know everything. Baby geniuses, we know everything. Baby geniuses, tell us something we don't know. Hello. Hello. Babies. Babies. Welcome to Baby Geniuses. I'm Emily. And I am Lisa. And this is a very spooky Halloween episode of Baby Geniuses. We're terrified. You're scared. <laughs> what is like the Halloween pun for Baby Geniuses? Um, scabies. Uh, <laughs> penises. Scabies. <laughs> <laughs> no i don't know yeah this is scabies penises yeah I and it's that's clearly a halloween <laughs> i really thought super hard about it before saying that booby no it can't be booby uh, uh rick you have any suggestions write in yeah baby geniuses podcast at gmail.com yeah, we could also use some more wiki pages, although we have a good one for today, I will say, that I found. Yes. Um, but yeah, we we could always use more more Wikipedia pages. Hope everyone's doing okay. It is, um, you know, whatever. It's a bad time. It's a bad um, time. Kind of. It's a bad time. I'm like, what if, what if governments just started putting Xanax in the water supply? Just, <laughs> <laughs> just, ever, just chill everything out. Just everyone take oh. a breather. Um, <laughs> yeah. Things are getting tense. Just do like the opposite of what they did when there was all that lead in the gasoline. Yeah. <laughs> ay, ay, ay. Um, um, what's going? What else is going on? What's going on with you, Lisa? I saw something scary last night. I <laughs> I saw a, a Halloween um, spookening. Um <gasps> What did you see? I was walking Annie late at night and, you know, when it's late at night and I'm by myself and I see a stranger walking toward me, I do make some calculations just like, right, am I safe? Is this going to be an altercation? Because I've been mugged before and I don't know. I know like privileged white lady fear has been weaponized and used to rationalize some of the most evil shit in the entire world. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I, you know, just a, sometimes I cross the street, but I saw someone walking towards me and it was a very small person and it appeared to be a lady, but they were entirely silhouetted. So all I could see was like the black outline and I was like, okay, little lady, probably fine. But then she wasn't like altering her path. So it seemed like she was going to go walk right directly into me. So that was kind of weird. Um, huh. And I'm like, is she drunk or like what's going on? Because she was kind of like she weaved so that then she was on my direct path. And then she lit a cigarette. So all I could see was the red <gasps> ash like lighting up and then tiny lady uh, she laughed and the laugh that came out of this woman was the most weird sound it was very low and it was just like <laughs> no <laughs> so my blood ran cold and i started to cross the street because i was just every part of my body was like get the fuck away uh and then she started talking to annie and she was like oh is she confused <laughs> oh no and I was just like, uh, yeah, she's shy. And I crossed the street so fast. Oh, no. And it was just a little lady. Oh, man. And then she just continued on her path down the sidewalk. And I never saw any details of her. It was just entirely shrouded in black, like wow. a shadow. 
Do you think that when we're older, we'll just like around Halloween, just start walking around trying to spook people? I mean, that would be fun. I do think that would be pretty fun. But I'd be so just scared. Like, what if they what if they lash out? Because when people are scared, they do all kinds of things. They might they might fight instead of flight. Yeah, I guess. I guess so. You have to be kind of mindful, I suppose, of who you go around spooking. Only children. <laughs> Only frightened children. <laughs> uh, wow. Well, that is like a pretty spooky experience. I feel like I'm not really like <laughs> I've been thinking about Halloween for a long time and I've been doing nothing to prepare. Yeah, I haven't prepared. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't put up decorations. I haven't like <sighs> I literally made my costume yesterday. I mean, it's, lo- and- it's looking great. Um, Thank you. It just came on so quickly. I don't know. Yeah, everything's moving too fast. Yeah, time is going too fast. I don't I don't like it. I mean, this is not interesting observation, but I still when I'm like writing checks lately, I'm like, what? It's 2023. <laughs> what happened the last few years? Yeah. Oh, man. I blame the pandemic. When when can I stop blaming the pandemic for everything? I think I get like five more years of that, maybe. <laughs> I know. I really, I, it really feels like all of it has been one year. I know. It's just been one long year. I think it should be. I think it should still be 2020. And yeah. we should get a do-over. And I should still be 34. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. Just rewind be, just a cool. little bit. Just a little bit. Yeah, yeah, just a little bit. Um, (laughs) I also had a spooky experience this week, which is that I got food poisoning. (laughs) (laughs) Spent hours on the toilet the other day. Scary. (laughs) Very scary. Um, Do you know what what the culprit was? I still haven't figured it out. And here's the thing is like my friend had taken me out to a very nice restaurant. And I'm really sad about the idea that it might be that restaurant. It might. Because the food was so good and it was like, yeah. What restaurant Um, was it? Drag them. Just kidding. You don't have to. I know. I'm like, (laughs) I don't want to say it because what if they weren't the ones that gave me the food poisoning? But also I was just really up all night shitting. Um, And then the (laughs) next day I just felt terrible all day. I canceled everything. And it's like, I don't know. Yeah. Shitting that much really wears you out. Yeah. <laughs> it really it really does. Um your whole body was like inflamed. I don't like it. Yeah, I hate that feeling. Um it's hard to remember anything before that <laughs> in my entire life. Um Yeah, I uh I don't know. I don't know. I have one final monarch butterfly chrysalis for the whole year. Oh wow. That I is um, waiting to emerge. It's and a little then, late, isn't it? It is a little late. It must be like part of the super generation that's going to like migrate. Like I looked up the map and I think that the ones that live here actually only migrate just like to the beach. Oh, <laughs> just for the day. <laughs> for the winter but i'm like isn't it a little even colder there like yeah. why are they i don't know um but anyway i'm i'm watching that with uh bated breath and i made a monarch butterfly halloween costume i really wanted to do something elaborate where i was like a caterpillar that you could shed the skin and become the chrysalis and then be 
but I'm just being a butterfly, which is an incredibly basic Halloween costume. It's cute. Where are you going to wear this costume to? Um, so today, um, my niece's school is having like a Halloween festival. Cute. So I'm going to wear it there. And I think I'm going to a party tonight, too. So I'll wear that. And then I might wear it like on Halloween. I might go with them trick-or-treating or I might just like wear it when I hand out candy. I haven't decided yet. I got to see my niece's Halloween costume last night, just like a preview. <gasps> and they got her this like thing that looks like a Mexican concha, like the like the pastry. Oh, yeah. The pastry. Yeah. yeah. And they just like bought it on Etsy. <laughs> She's only a month old, but they just like put it on her. And then it was it's all puffy here. And she seemed to like us like pressing on it. <laughs> So it was fucking cute. Oh, my gosh. And then my brother bought this like big silver pan so that because their friends also got a concha costume. So they're going to put both babies on the pan so that it looks like they're (laughs) in a bakery. (laughs) Oh, I really like that. It's really cute. Um, Have you been watching Bake Off? No. Oh, interesting. I should. I um, yeah, I fell off. I uh, fell off the Bake Off. Is there a particular reason why? No, I don't know. I guess like, yeah, I just got bored of it or something. Like I felt like maybe it got a little worse and yeah, I just kind of lost yeah. interest. I don't know. Is this been good? I mean, it's incredibly consistent. Yes. It's Bake Off, you know? <laughs> yeah. It's kind of the same. Um, yeah. But um, they, my, like the contestant that I was rooting for was eliminated up couple weeks ago so sorry i feel i'm like i don't have any allegiance right now it's like i feel unmoored you know yeah i don't i don't know who i'm rooting for it feels like the show has a favorite already Mm -hmm. and i don't let i want i want to root for someone else you know what i mean totally i just haven't i haven't found the person that i want to win yet my reality show of the moment um is f boy island right now season oh really three i just started again and i really like it and um as i'm doing my high low thing i'm pairing that with watching uh scenes from a marriage the ingmar bergman uh <laughs> and i realized and i looked it up and there's a there's a movie version of it and there's also a six hour tv version so i'm like well i guess i'll watch the long one so i'm watching this like six part thing on criterion but you know i think it's a nice how um, is it contract it's really good yeah it's devastating oh yeah it's like it's absolutely devastating <laughs> I keep meaning to check that out, but then I just watch the morning show, what, which Mark is Bergman? the worst. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like watching, you know, it's just like a sad play. <laughs> yeah, so rarely in the mood for that. What else is on? Like, I have like a bunch of stuff on my like to watch list right now, mm-hmm. and there's just no rhyme or reason to like the recommendations that I'm starting with. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> I yeah, um, I really like to, you know, follow just whatever my whim is. Like like last night I was like maybe I want to watch like every Catherine Bigelow movie cuz there's like a bunch I haven't seen. Huh. And I love Point Break and I think she's just like really good director and yeah, I would just like to watch her like earlier movies. She there's like a movie she has like about vampires. Uh what's it called? I forget, but I was like that sounds weird and cool. Huh. Wait, now I'm looking this up. Catherine Bigelow, Bigelow Vampire. Bigelow Vampires. <laughs> Near Dark? Yeah. Interesting. A neo-Western horror film. Yeah, it's like deserty. Interesting. It's got Bill Paxton. You like him. Yeah, I guess so. I'm not crazy about him, but 
He's like, oh, really? Yeah. He's, why did I think he was one of your guys? Because he's kind of like Greg Kinnearie. Yeah, that's probably why. Yeah, I get him confused with Greg Kinnear. Ugh, and... I love Greg Kinnear. So hot. Yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I wasn't like that far off. <laughs> Bill Paxton does nothing for me. They look like identical. <laughs> um, oh, I, you know what? I think I heard... Um, they were. I was listening to Script Notes, the podcast. I've been listening to that lately, oh, and yeah. they were and they were talking about Catherine Bigelow, and they mentioned this movie, and I was like, "Ooh, that sounds like my jam." Oh, okay. Did you listen to the? I really liked the episode of Script Notes that they did with um, Chris Kaiser, where he talked about all like doing high school debate and how it oh. uh, influenced his like work doing a lot of the messaging for the WGA. No, I strike. didn't. I um, I only very recently started listening. So I've been skimming and just kind of listening to ones without guests that are just about like process process. Yeah, I do really like like listening to script notes. This is a podcast that is hosted by two like sort of veteran screenwriters who yeah, John August um, and Craig Mazin. Yeah, it's one of the things that like really gets me in the mood to write. Yeah. And so I like listening to it for that reason, even though a lot of times I think that Craig is full of shit. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> They're good. Like, I like, yeah, I really like listening to it. They're very thoughtful and they, like, do a good analysis of different things. Actually, um, yeah. I've been reading a lot of screenplays lately because it's a great way to procrastinate from writing. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, and I love reading them, um, especially for movies I really like. And I have a recommendation. Ooh, I want to hear it. Is this an endorse horse? It's an endorse horse. All right. Baby geniuses endorse, letting nature take its course. Endorphins pump from the source when they hop up on that horse. Two babies, one endorse horse. Endorse horse. Endorsing services and items, no remorse. Two babies, one endorse horse. Riding off into the sunset, now here's something we endorse. I forget if I mentioned this already on the podcast, but the movie Election really holds up. And oh, yeah. the screenplay is perfect. And another perfect movie with a perfect screenplay is You Can Count on Me, which is Kenneth Lonergan's uh, first directorial debut. Oh, he I also... haven't seen that. Oh, my God. I love it. Um, Election is Alexander Payne, right? Um, right. And they both came out a year apart. Election came out in 1999. You Can Count on Me came out in 2000. And both have the same delicious special ingredient which is that matthew broderick plays a very <laughs> pathetic petty hypocritical and horny man in them and it, he's <laughs> so good he's so good um he's really good yeah oh you would love you can count on me um G okay. jerry from succession who the that actress is kenneth lonergan's wife she's in it playing a small part. jay smith cameron jay smith cameron she plays a small part and you can count on me and it's very funny um it's peak mark ruffalo um oh okay Laura Linney. um it seems like just kind of a like the plot seems boring it seems like just a regular indie movie but it's just there's something about the writing and the scenes between them that is just so good i don't know i just it's one of my favorite movies of all time okay i should watch it and i should read it should i watch it or read it first um i think watch it first okay and then if you want you can read it um but like yeah. Election also is so funny. I was worried Election wouldn't hold up and it really does. Yeah. I feel like Election is one of those movies where like a lot of people's interpretations of it were wrong. Hmm. You know, where it's like they sort of took the 
narrator's side against Tracy Flick. No. I know. <laughs> That's so weird. I mean, they're they're both yeah. so awful. Yeah. <laughs> but like she but she's the victim. Like But she's a victim. She's because she's yeah. a child. I love the parts where she like talks about her relationship her inappropriate relationship with the other teacher and she's like oh but it like wasn't you know about my dad or anything but it like clearly was it's just just the (laughs) it's so it's just like so so obvious and yeah yeah such a funny weird movie i um i should rewatch it on youtube there is an alt ending that was shot um and it leaked and you can watch it um and it's like very crappy you know low quality but it's so bad like i can't believe they even considered this it's like a happy ending where um tracy flick comes to like the the car dealership where matthew broderick's character now works and she's buying a car to go to college and then they like test drive a car together and then they kind of make amends and she asks him to sign her yearbook it's so fucking weird it's like a really weird happy ending it's so bad and the way it actually that's so is so much better it's so much better. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yep. That's really funny. <laughs> yeah. I kind of love that. I love that they like considered a bad yeah. ending. I'm trying to think if I have an endorse horse. Um, Do you have a horse for me? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I should. Wait, I feel like I just like read something or watched something that i really liked and why can't i think of what it is um uh, uh. uh. <laughs> i'm so sorry that i am the least articulate person in the world um that's not true that's not true by far yeah, that's true you're, um, you're very articulate well thank you i've heard you on those crooked media podcasts you got to be real snappy to be on those (laughs) oh god i really feel like my brain has left my body in the last month you diarrheaed it out (laughs) yeah uh i don't i don't think i have an indoors horse but you know what i am gonna think of one later and then scream (laughs) that's fine that's fine maybe you'll think of one by the end of this pod yeah, I probably will. And then we'll have to play the um, theme song twice. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, should we do Chunch Chat? Yes. Okay, it's time for Chunch Chat, a regular segment where we talk about any news in the world of Martha Stewart's pony. Men Chunch. Chunch. When the clock strikes noon, we could have a picnic lunch, find wine, full moon, and we're chatting about... Oh, wait, I have, a, <laughs> I have an endorsement. Oh, shit. I remembered. Uh, we don't. We don't have. Mountain. We don't have to play the theme again. It's been too too, yeah. too recent. <laughs> <laughs> is record scratch a thing that like kids are just not going to know what that is in a while? I don't know. Are kids still into records? I don't know. God, I feel so because I am, and like, you know, it's a bit dated for my age, even. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, the new Mountain Goats album came out oh. on Friday, and I, I mean, I had, like, heard of some of the songs to at the, um, show we went to at the beginning of the month, but, um, it's really good, and it's sort of like a sequel to All Hail West Texas, like, it's about a lot of the same stuff, which is, a like, an old album that they did, and, um, anyway, I really like it. It's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that's my endorse horse. Lovely. 
Um, okay, we can do chunch chat now. Okay, chunch. <laughs> um, so a lot of people sent this to me. Um, Kenji Lopez Alt, the chef food guy, um, uh-huh. visited Martha and took a bunch of pics at her residence. And there's a picture of him petting one of her horses. And people are like, oh is God. this Ben Chunch? No, it's not. This horse is too tall to be Ben Chunch. This is one of the Frisians. Oh. It's a really big horse. He even he even mentions how big it is in the description. Um, Ben Chunch is tiny. Here's what's fucked up about this, Lisa. Kenji is friends with Jesse Thorne, I think. <gasps> really? If he had, if we had known, we could have easily. This is like easily three degrees of separation of Marth at this point. We could have easily gotten him to be like, "Let me meet Chunch." You know what I mean? Just take a picture at least. Yeah. Ugh. I feel like this is something we're going to have to really take issue with with Jesse. This is this is us leaving the network over this issue. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, when I saw this picture, I was it's been so long since I've seen Chunch that I was like, is Chunch even still alive? Like what's going on? Oh god. Oh god. What's going on? I mean, I know Martha's been distracted. She got her new Frisians. Um you know, do we know what she's being for Halloween yet? Um, she always has like she really does good have costumes. a good costume. I just got distracted because I looked closer at this picture of him petting the horse, and there's like a horse in the background that might be Chunch, and oh, it's shit. it's doing that Flemin thing where it like raises its lip and shows its teeth. It's so funny. <laughs> Can I like drop this in the chat? I want to show it to you. Yes, please. Please uh, drop it in the chat. Let's see. Okay. I'm dropping it in the chat. If you see, if you look between the horse and oh, Kenji, my God. you can see a little guy. And it might... Is that Chunch it might, sending you a message? It might be Chunch. It's very... It's pretty short. It looks like a pony, doesn't it? <gasps> yeah. Who is that? Oh, and you know what? There are like little labels on the stalls. Yeah. So we know that the one that he's petting is not Chunch because it says like Hilki. 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 Um, but we can't see the label on the one next to it. God damn. God damn. Well, anyways, all of you who tagged me in this were right to do so. <laughs> <laughs> Wrong to think it was Chunch, but that little guy in the background. I don't yeah, know. pretty good. Pretty good. I think that's um, I think that's it. All right. <laughs> cool. Um Does that conclude Chunch Chat? It does. That concludes Chunch Chat. We'll be right back with What on Fun. Okay, one on fun. One on fun. Oh, no. (laughs) Emily. Yes. What's your least favorite candy? Oh, this is a good question. You've got to eat a pound of candy. What would be the worst thing? What's the ones that's just like coconut? Mounds? Maybe. Mm, I like those. Yeah, I'm not a coconut person. I don't like coconut. I learned. I, and I, I wasn't. I used to hate it. Now I love it. Really? I trained Maybe I'll come around eventually. Like, there's definitely foods like that that I've done a 180 on. 
It's one. But, I feel like it's one of those things where if something's like assigned to me, I can learn to like it. Like a doctor told me that coconut was good for me, and so I just started eating coconut all the time, and now I like it. Oh, although I tried to do. I did. I did that with beets. Oh, I was like, I'm going to teach myself to eat beets. I tried to do because... that with a liver, and I couldn't. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, liver. That seems like that's a big. It was so gross. That's a big hurdle. <laughs> that's a. A, a big ass steep curve <laughs> on that one well we never ate beets growing up because my mom had when she was like in her 20s worked on a beet farm that like only fed them beets and so she had been eating like beets for like every meal of the day for like weeks and just ha- will never eat them again in wow her whole life. just absolutely there is no world in which she will ever eat a beet again so that's fair i had i basically hadn't had them as a child ever until i was like in college i feel like beets can be so good and also bad yeah it's really it really depends on the preparation okay i have to ask wait yeah what's your least favorite candy what's mine um uh what is it Sure. Oh, I don't like Kit Kats. Oh, I hate. Why not? I hate. Um, I, I don't know why I said why not. No, it's, that's not how taste works. I mean, it's fair. A lot of people like them. I hate wafers. Oh, I hate the. I, I hate the flavor. I hate the texture. I hate everything about them. It's like styrofoam, but crackly. It's <laughs> so dry. It's that is true. So disgusting. It makes me nauseous to think about. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> See, I love Kit Kats because solid chocolate is horrible to me. Oh, I love solid chocolate. What you don't like, like? You don't like a solid chocolate bar that's just like. No, it would have. It has to be like really dark chocolate, and even then, I can only eat like a little bit at a time. Um, I really prefer to have some sort of like thing breaking up the texture. Sure, like, sure. I like a Crunch Bar. I like a Kit Kat. I prefer there to be some sort of like interruption, some sort of chocolate interruption, <laughs> some sort of carbohydrate chocolate interruption. <laughs> I, I do like I do like a bar with like some crispies in it, like ri- crispy rice or like um, nuts. I like nuts. I know you describe them as little pieces of wood. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, sometimes I'll like chocolate with nuts in it if the nuts are so like chopped up that I can't really tell they're nuts and I can confuse them for some sort of bread. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, I uh, there's this one I like lately that has like almond butter inside each like square of chocolate. So you bite into it and there's like gooey See, center. That sounds good. It's really good. Yeah. I mean, nuts when they are buttered is a totally different experience. Totally different. Yeah. All right. Uh, Lisa. Yes. If you had to write a new um, blah, blah, blah for dummies book (laughs) about something that they haven't done yet, what would you write it about? Oh, shit. And also additional to the question, there's like, you can force someone in the world to read it. <laughs> I think it would be drawing. Although, hmm, <laughs> I'm not good at drawing correctly. So uh-huh. it really would be for dummies. It would just <laughs> it would just be like how to have fun drawing for dummies, like, yeah. like how to not overthink it. 
um that's good how to just start like developing a style drawing um yeah because i'm not good at like proper perspective and lighting and all that shit i kind of didn't pay attention yeah they, they probably already have a book about that yeah and that's a boring book that you don't want to read yeah. you read my book it's fun that's yeah yeah drawing because that's something i'm most confident in um, cool what would you do oh god i have no fucking idea um yeah i don't know how to do anything <laughs> <laughs> that's how i feel it's like especially not to tell other people how to do it yeah yeah no i can't i can't do that it's one thing to like feel good at something and quite another to explain it to because it's like well i just do it <laughs> there are some like process things that i like talk like i like talking about the process of certain things oh yeah yeah um but i don't know if i could write a book about about them there are things that i think that i'm good at explaining to people like i really like helping people figure out like how to turn an idea into like a tv pilot i like that too yeah that's just fun i think i could yeah i bet you could write a good book about that i don't know maybe um <laughs> we're like overwhelmed as if, now as i'm if like we're, really as if we're applying like, for this job homework <laughs> just the thought of making any book is so exhausting to me and overwhelming especially because right now i don't feel particularly capable of anything yeah is that bad i just like no that's normal i truly this week i had a moment where i took the laundry that i had dumped on my bed to fold and put it back in the basket yeah oh oh <laughs> instead I, of folding it and putting it away <laughs> adam and i do several rounds of that before we actually put our clothes away and every night we're like i was gonna put my clothes away do i have to and the other one is like no just put it back in the basket no that's like that's normal right now all my clothes are not even in the basket they're just piled in piles like on the floor around the basket so oh wow yeah, yeah. i gotta do yeah. it i gotta do it but the, that's normal that's normal who cares yeah that's not, it's not your job that's just like extra but it's oh, yeah boy. i don't i don't feel like i'm good at my job lately either <laughs> yeah well we're rusty that's the thing yeah yeah i'm good at some parts yeah i gave notes but then i gave notes the other day and i was like ah i still got it you know oh yeah it, i did that too that's why my friend took me out for dinner was to thank me for notes that oh, i had nice. given yeah oh but, fuck i gotta send you my thing god damn it um <laughs> gonna, oh yeah i know i have to do it your script yeah it, like it needs work but like that's why i need to send it to you so you can tell me you can help me i'm good at notes i know you are you are i was just like oh no emily's gonna think i'm dumb because it's not perfect i was like well no that's why you send whatever no i'm gonna have more fun with it yeah. if it's not perfect if it's perfect i'm gonna get, just be mad at you <laughs> it's definitely not perfect You'll, you're gonna be like what is this about <laughs> oh man oh god wait can we talk about did you see this news about um max landis no losing his laptop no <laughs> what Fuck, happened okay i'm sorry we have to talk about this we have to talk about this <laughs> i mean the sad thing is that he got it back but um max landis everyone knows is a fucking asshole um yeah um so he apparently posted on um uh on instagram that um he said i forgot my laptop bag on a curb and it was stolen 
did not have find my laptop on. I have lost over 10,000 pages of writing, two novels, 61 unfinished scripts, and the entirety <laughs> of the five projects I was working on this year, I also as have, well as last year. I also <laughs> yeah. have 61 unfinished scripts. <laughs> yeah. Um, wait, he forgot. As, as well as last year, some of them with other writers. I do, I do not regularly back up my computer. I do not know how to process this loss. We forgot it on a curb. <laughs> but then he also posted a description of some of the like s- scripts that he like <laughs> lost and like i mean he posted like a shitload of them and they're fucking insane and one of them is the first one on the list it says so here it is off the top of my head every script i can remember writing oh my god the first one on the list slut A 15-year-old sex addict finds her life significantly complicated when she assumes the role of social worker for a bad boy hookup one town over. (laughs) Oh, boy. Um, Why are you you telling people that? Why are you telling people that? Oh my god! But I would like I would pay for like an ounce of his chutzpah, like just to, because yeah, every moment I feel like oh I'm too bad I can't do this I, I can't I'm I just I'm bringing this up to be like no one should feel bad about the work that they're doing I know I feel <laughs> okay. like a fucking like fraud when it, I feel delusional just even wanting to write a screenplay it's like no just do it Max Landis is yeah. out here writing all this shit right he's so fucking confident okay <laughs> here's another one custom. A remote spa that caters to serial killers is thrown into chaos after a simple clerical error leads to a kidnapped victim being delivered to the wrong room. <laughs> a spa? The- what the fuck? <laughs> so random. Yeah. He also has, like, he wrote his own Super Mario World movie. <laughs> it, but it's just called Super Mario World and it says a successful New York lawyer is contacted by his estranged brother who leads him through a hidden portal into a wild dangerous alternate dimension <laughs> it's like why do you think you're gonna be allowed to write that movie yeah you fucking idiot fucking idiot <laughs> um <laughs> the slums of Mars. In the year 2588, the slums on Mars have barely 1999 level technology. A young hoodlum caught in a robbery gone bad has 24 hours to get the money he needs to save his best friend's girl. Okay. <laughs> sort of. All right. Could be could be good in the right hands. <laughs> yeah. Uh god. Um, anyway, there's a lot of them. The sad news is he got his laptop back, um, unfortunately. That's sad. uh... (laughs) Wow, that's great. Thank you for, yeah, for dropping this news. Um, all right. Does that conclude one on fun? Yeah. We'll be right back with Wiki of the Week. Oh my gosh. Hi, it's me, Dave Holmes, host of the pop culture game show, Troubled Waters. On Troubled Waters, we play a whole host of games, like one where I describe a show using a limerick, and our guests have to figure out what it is. Let's do one right now. What show am I talking about? This podcast has game after game, and brilliant guests who come play you. The host is named Dave. It could be your fave, so try it. Life won't be the same. Uh, a big business starring Bette Midler and Lily Tomlin. Close, but no. Oh, Is it Troubled Waters, the pop culture quiz show with all your favorite comedians? Yes! Troubled Waters is the answer. 
to this question and all of my life's problems. Now, legally, we actually can't guarantee that, but you can find it on MaximumFun.org or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jordan Cruciola, host of Feeling Seen, where we start by asking our guests just one question. What movie character made you feel seen? I knew exactly what it was. Clementine from Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Joy Wang slash Shabutupaki. That one question launches amazing conversations about their lives, the movies they love, and about the past, present, and future of entertainment. Roy in uh, Close Encounters of the Third Kind. I worry about what this might say about me, but I've brought Tracy Flick in the film Election. So if you like movies, diverse perspectives, and great conversations, check us out. Oof, this is real. New episodes of Feeling Seen drop every week on MaximumFun.org. This week's Wikipedia page was submitted by me, Emily Heller. Thank you, Emily. Thank you to me. <laughs> um, it is the Wikipedia page for Stingy Jack. <laughs> Stingy Jack-O-Lantern, also known as Jack the Smith, Drunk Jack, Flaky Jack, <laughs> or Jack-O-Lantern, is a mythical character sometimes associated with All Hallows' Eve, while also acting as the mascot of the holiday. The Jack-O-Lantern may be derived from the character. Also, my favorite uh, emoticon. Oh, yeah, it is a good one. Do you feel like you use it less at Halloween? Yeah, maybe because I don't want people to be confused and think I'm just being seasonal when it is. <laughs> no, it is me. This is yeah. how I feel all the time is a hollowed out <laughs> pumpkin with a grin on it. <laughs> I will say one thing that I like about this season, too, in addition to like just Halloween stuff is just like how many like animal accounts are just like here's an animal eating a pumpkin now yeah it's pumpkin time <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh anyway <laughs> okay history an 1836 edition of the dublin penny journal has jack help an old man who is revealed to be an angel to reward him the angel grants jack three wishes he uses these to punish anyone who sits in his chair, takes wood from his tree, or tries to take his cobbling tools by fixing them to the ground. <laughs> the angel is disappointed by this and bars Jack from entering heaven. Jack manages to deflect Satan's messengers who attempt to trick him, and he is condemned to roam the world, neither heaven or hell. In 1851, Hercules Ellis presumably wrote and published The Romance of Jack-O-Lantern, a romantic poem in poetry anthology The Rhyme Book. The poem described Stingy Jack's encounter with an angel and with Satan. Sure. Okay. Story. As the story goes, several centuries ago in Ireland, there lived a drunkard known as Stingy Jack. He was known throughout the land as a deceiver or manipulator. On a fateful night, Satan overheard the tale of Jack's evil deeds and silver tongue. Unconvinced and envious of the rumors, the devil went to find out for himself whether or not Jack lived up to his vile reputation. <laughs> the devil's like, I heard you suck. <laughs> you don't and I'm su jealous suck of how more than much me. people think you suck. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm the suckiest guy around. Yeah. <laughs> Typical of Jack, he was drunk and wandering through the countryside at night when he came upon a body on his cobblestone path. The body, with an eerie grimace on its face, turned out to be the devil himself. Jack realized that this was his end. Satan had finally come to collect his malevolent soul. <laughs> so, Jack made a last request. He asked the devil to let him drink ale before he departed to, to hell. 
Finding no reason not to acquiesce the request, Satan took Jack to the local pub and supplied him with many alcoholic beverages. Upon quenching his thirst, Jack asked Satan to pay the tab for the ale, much to his surprise because he didn't carry any money. Jack convinced him to turn himself into a silver coin with which to pay the bartender and change back when he's not looking. Satan did so, impressed upon by Jack's unyielding nefarious tactics. Shrewdly, Jack stuck the now transmogrified Satan, parentheses coin, into his pocket, which also contained a crucifix. The crucifix's presence kept the devil from escaping his form. This coerced Satan to agree to Jack's demand. In exchange for his freedom, he had to spare Jack's soul for ten years. Why didn't he say, like, forever? Yeah. He's such a bad negotiator. I know. Um, Well, 10 years after the date Jack originally struck his deal, he naturally found himself once again in the devil's presence. (laughs) Oh, darn. Jack happened upon Satan in the same setting as before, and he seemingly accepted it was his time to go to hell for good. As Satan prepared to take him to hell, Jack asked if he could have one apple to feed his starving belly. Foolishly, Satan once again agreed to this request. As he climbed up the branches of a nearby apple tree, Jack surrounded its base with crucifixes. Satan, frustrated at the fact that he'd been entrapped again, demanded his release. Satan doesn't seem like very strong in this story. No. And why would Satan need to climb the tree to get the apple? Couldn't he just like make one appear? Yeah, or burn the tree down. He's fucking Satan. Um, also, it's really funny to be like, um, I'll come to hell, but can I have an apple first? Yeah. And Satan's like, oh, of course. Like, what? Why is he so nice? Um, as Jack did before, he made a second demand that he will never take his soul to hell. Having no choice, the devil agreed and was set free. Why do you have no choice? <laughs> why is he so, like, why does he because, acquiesce like, to everything? He, yeah, can't he turn into a fucking bat and fly away? Like, I don't like how, yeah, I want Satan to be a little more this badass. Story, yeah, this story makes very little, this really, to me, <laughs> sounds like a story that someone was making up for a child. And as just they, as they no, went along. Had no plan, Yeah. <laughs> Eventually, the drinking took its toll on Jack, and he died. (laughs) Stingy Jack's soul prepared to enter heaven (laughs) through the gates of St. Peter, but he was stopped. (laughs) Jack was told by God that because of his sinful lifestyle of deceitfulness and drinking, he was not allowed into heaven. Jack then went down to the gates of hell and begged for admission into the underworld. Satan, fulfilling his obligation to Jack, could not take his soul. He gave Jack an ember to light his way. Jack is doomed to roam the world between the planes of good and evil with only an ember inside a hollowed turnip. Turnip in this context referring to a large rutabaga. (laughs) To light his way. That's how I feel. Doomed to roam the world between good and evil. (laughs) Wow. I relate to jack-o'-lanterns more than ever. Yeah. We're just sort of stuck here. Yeah. Um, so I guess that's where they come from. Do you feel like this is going to affect what you want to carve on them? Um, no. Like, I feel like now I should do, like, the drunky face emoji. <laughs> Wait, I s- am I- I'm doing a really good impression of that. <laughs> wow, that's really good. <laughs> Thank you so much. You guys are just going to have to take my word for it. She did, like, the same mouth shape. That was great. Um... Yeah, I can do it. God, that should have been my Halloween costume. Just walk around with that face on. Yeah. <laughs> You're just doing impressions all just night. Just being like, guess who I am? 
I don't know. I also, I don't know when the next time will be that I will carve a pumpkin. It's been a long time. And yeah, I find carving pumpkins very unpleasant and frustrating. It's awful. It's really messy. The knife's never sharp enough. If it is, it's scary. Your hand is slipping up and down because of all the goop. There's it's so just, much goop inside there. It's just hard to like be artful with it. You know, it's it's not my medium. Yeah. And then the the pumpkin seeds just always end up taking root somewhere. Yeah. And then you have all these like random pumpkin plants growing in places. Always. All over your always. living room. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that's weird. And then you have to carve those pumpkins and it's like horrible <laughs> and it's like, cycle. I have a life. I have you a know? fucking life. You know, like every morning I have to wake up earlier and earlier so of time to carve all the pumpkins in my house. And then they rot on the porch and my neighbors are mad. It's like <laughs> this cycle is just never ending. It's disgusting. And I'm running out of ideas, things to carve into them. <laughs> oh boy um, anyways we have notes on this story yeah emily, do, emily has notes emily could good. you could turn this into a tv show yeah. it just needs to be it needs some <laughs> <laughs> i do really like this character of this like very confident alcoholic who yeah just is like a, a smarter and bigger asshole than the devil yeah i mean Truly. Um, Really has a devil wrapped around his finger. Yeah. I don't know who I'm supposed to be rooting for in this story or like what outcome. Everyone's the Um, asshole here. (laughs) Should I read a little bit of the poem with a Irish accent? Yeah. Let's read the first page of the poem. But that's it. We won't read the whole thing. Yeah. We've we've got lives. We've got pumpkins to carve. (laughs) Yeah. The romance of Jack O'Lantern. Greater churl was never known on this earth than Stingy John. (laughs) From his door the poor were turned, unrelieved and cursed and spurned. One night Jack was homeward coming, midnight round his path was glooming. As he reached a riverside, someone near him moaned and cried. (laughs) For the love of heaven, he said, mercy have and lend me aid. Wayworn traveler am I, leave me here and I shall die. (laughs) Stingy Jack's hard heart was touched. Quick the stranger he approached, raised him up in his mare, brought him home and fed him there. Uh, Yeah, that's the first page. Beautiful. Thank you so much. Lovely, Emily. I'll read the last the last stanza as well. Okay, great. Then, since Jack is unfit for heaven and hell won't give him room, his ghost is forced to walk the earth until the day of doom. A lantern in his hand he bears the way by night to show, and from its flame he's got the name of Jack O' Lantern now. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Yeah, that's pretty good. I like um, it. All right. Well, that concludes Wiki of the Week. It's time now for What Did I Learn? What did I? Lisa, what did you learn today? Oh, nothing. (laughs) (laughs) I learned the devil is like kind of weak, honestly. Yeah, the devil's kind of a fucking idiot. Yeah, which is good to know because, like, you know, last night when I saw that scary figure, the specter, 
Yes. You know, I really thought my end had come. I thought that was the devil. But now I just know that I can be like, uh, uh, can, uh, can I have an apple? I need an apple. I need an apple. You have to give me an apple. <laughs> <laughs> what about you? What did you learn today? Um, yeah, I, <laughs> yeah. Did I, did I learn anything? <laughs> This was not one of our more educational episodes. I guess I learned that Lisa doesn't like Kit Kats. I think that that really did shock me. Yeah. Even if you've told me that before, I feel I still feel kind of scandalized. It's freshly shocking every time. Yeah. I know. I'm full of surprises. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> really? You really are. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um... All right. Please do send us Wikipedia pages to babygeniusespodcast at gmail.com. You can also send us butt pics. You can send us uh, encounters with ghosts or spooky happenings. You can send us kind of anything. Yeah. And maybe um, maybe oh, we'll read it. I did want to say we got an email a while ago from um, one of our listeners who is a visual artist and one of their most treasured ongoing projects is um, a photo series of people's butts. Oh. Um, and they sent um, a bunch of them into us, and they're pretty good. Um, and uh, if and they also need more people to pose. So if you want to get a nice photo of your butt um, and you're in Chicago... They need buns of all all ages and sizes and shapes. Shoots last 30 seconds. All measures of consent and safety will be taken. So email at studio at Jenny with four Y's dot com. Jenny, is that like J-E-N-N-Y-Y-Y-Y? Right. Dot com. I just figured I'd shout that out in case people wanted more butts. Yeah. If you want a free picture of your butt. Yeah. Professional. Yeah. Um, but yeah, email us at babygeniusespodcast at gmail.com. Um, thanks to our producer, Rob Para. Yeah. Thanks to my brother, Nate Heller, for our theme song. Oh, yeah. And, and goodbye. goodbye. Yay. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.